0: An idea born out of Monday morning chats at the coffee machine. In this series, we chat to our guests about their going out experiences and how it shaped them. Join us, Pippa and Georgia, team members at Skiddle who love going out and miss chatting about it. Welcome to episode three of the Going Out podcast. Today, we're chatting to Sarah Patali, guitarist from Los Bichos. We
1: chatted about partying with Matt DeMarco, festivals in 45 degree heat, what it's like having best friends as bandmates and the queen that is Kylie Minogue. Enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah patali Welcome. Member Thank of you very much. Los Bichos. <laughs> I, <didn't... laughs> Los I wanted Bichos to say that Bichos in a bit, <laughs> in a better way than I just said it to be honest.
2: <laughs> oh well. So how are you? Welcome. Thank you very much. I'm I'm doing quite well today actually. How are Good. you
1: guys? How are you We're guys well. Doing? Yeah, very well. Yeah, we definitely feel better from the recent announcement that we've had from our government. Yeah, our moods
0: have changed quite significantly, I oh, think. Oh, yeah,
2: which which date are you most looking forward to? A friend of mine actually just sent through some tentative dates. I I, oh. I missed the, I missed the anou- announcements because I get most of my news now from satirical newspapers. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and sometimes that's yeah. the best
1: way that you can just get the highlights. The, uh, you, the highlights will reach you, regardless if yeah you watch it, yeah well
2: i find it. them to be a little bit more accurate of what's really going on as well yeah, <laughs> i follow in.
1: a lot of instagram accounts that's like simple politics like politics for dummies and i like, yeah that's
2: me <laughs> yeah oh mate i'm with you as well i feel like so much stuff is more complicated than it really needs to be
0: yeah but i, I like actually that. haven't thought about what date i'm looking forward to most and any i think yeah any any just getting, any, just any.
2: getting drunk with one other person in a parking lot <laughs> yeah.
1: for me yeah or oh, yeah, yeah for sure be being able to leave the house without guilt or fear <laughs>
2: would be prefer- eventually Whereabouts, whereabouts are about to you guys at the moment where are you guys based manchester
0: manchester yeah
2: okay So what's, um, what's the what's the deal up there then just nothing's open can't go out to me oh anyone.
0: no no well it, well full lockdown isn't it so yeah but it's alright. I suppose being in the city is okay because there's still little coffee shops that are doing like, you can get yourself a nice coffee or a nice sandwich or something mm. when you really want to treat yourself. But, yeah,
2: Manchester's great for that.
0: Yeah, yeah honestly, I, I the, the food has been like unreal throughout this whole lockdown
2: oh, cool. experience. Because... We should be checking out for the future because I think we're due to play there in September. Ooh, Ooh. Yes.
0: Oh, God. No, like Viet Shack is amazing. Um You're not ready for that question. I know because there's so many. Right.
1: right. What are the best ones then? Um (laughs) say you like it, then tell us everything. (laughs) Well um, you're playing it. You're playing it yes, aren't you? And we Yes. We love
2: yes. Yeah, we do. Oh, it's so I think it's my favourite venue in the UK. I love Yes. Oh, big statement. Big statement. It's never a bad night at yes. And they do gluten-free beer on tap, which I love. Yeah.
0: Amazing. Yeah. We we actually had our... (laughs) <laughs> almost one year anniversary of a big night out we had that's where we went so out for nice. after work drinks at yes and then oh, stayed out for and a then... long time afterwards but <laughs> it, well, the... That's the best
2: thing about yes because it's actually open till you know the wee hours of the morning I find it really I mean maybe I just it's just not what I'm doing in London but I find in London everything shuts really early all the places that I want to be yeah which is usually just a pub because I'm I'm 33 now so I'm at the stage where I actually just want to to sit down, <laughs> yeah. obviously still drink the booze, Yeah, but, you know, just chat shit with my friends instead of being in, like, a... <laughs> 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 yeah. Just, just, do, do, oh, God. I just miss
1: chatting shit in pubs.
0: Yeah. Love, that's, like, yeah. a hobby
1: of mine, meeting a stranger <laughs> and just absolutely just chatting on I love that you
0: were saying that you just miss meeting strangers and making friends with them and then just like never speaking to them again but just being like like
1: later in the night you'd be like oh hey yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah.
2: make a bestie (laughs) for the night
1: yeah so underrated
0: um as we chat about everyone's kind of going out experiences We tend to start at the beginning. (laughs) So, okay. um, What were your first going out experiences? Where were you going out? What were you doing?
2: Well, when uh, so I I grew up in Perth, Western Australia. Uh, So my I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, My first going out experience was. it was, I think I was 17, so I really wasn't meant to be going out. But I think everyone goes out because you know, you, you're like one year away, you just can't wait, can you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I remember that it was like, yeah, somehow I managed to get into a club, probably with someone else's ID or something. But yeah, it was like this place, um, it was this place that was like a half club, half pub. And to me, it was just the coolest thing ever. And it's like, I actually remember that rush when I was like, oh my god, I'm actually inside, like, I can't I can't believe they bought that and yeah. <laughs> i i was in my like horrendous here like back in the days when i used to wear heels and stuff because yeah you'd like go out and properly get dressed up um but yeah i i, I remember that place god what was it called? i don't think it was called there was this, there was there were two places i used to go but it was i can't for the life of me remember what this place was called but the other place used to be called the paramount Ooh. which was one of those places like even just the name like kind of makes <laughs> me feel a bit sick because like <laughs> if i actually think about that place. Place. It was like this concrete box with a bar and, you know, like most people would just go there to like chew their faces <laughs> off and like pay $15 for like a gin and tonic or whatever. But um, no, the, the nightlife in Perth, I don't know, I really enjoyed it for the time uh, when, it, when I was going out because I like I the fact that on every single weekday there was a certain place where, you, you know, you would go. So like on Mondays it was a bit dead. It was called The Dean. That's what it was called. Yes, <laughs> dean. dean was my first place, but yeah. So usually on Monday night you could maybe go to the Dean if you wanted to, and then Tuesday there was this place near the beach that you'd go to. So like every single oh, wow. every single week night had a had its had its night, and because um, yeah, I was living at, I was living on campus at university at the time, so I didn't have to didn't have to worry about uh, well. Parents, my parents. My, yeah, I didn't talk <laughs> about my parents being like, "Oh my god, she's going up again." <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I know, that's like what it's like at uni, isn't it? I kind of forgot that every day of the week there is a different like place happening, oh, like different vibe, like what you're feeling. It's is like, that? I
2: don't even know how I managed to back that up. Like when we, I remember me and my friends when we when we'd get back um, from holidays, we'd do these things called like the seven day challenge which we obviously did with ease because like our our, our alcohol and like clubbing tolerance was so high. So like every single night of the week we're like, right, for seven days obviously we're going to go out and like celebrate being back at uni. And it's just like, God, I'm so happy my parents weren't actually there to (laughs) – To have to witness that destruction, I probably did him a favor that I just could do it in the under the gazeful watch of my university.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I was actually saying to my housemate about how I'm going to do that when we're allowed back out. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good idea Just just once do you Just one you could week. Do it? No wow. You're going to do your own seven
2: day challenge I love that I fully support this
0: Yeah You're I think why not updated. We've yeah. got nothing to lose Apart well, from where, like where would,
2: The thing is though Where are the What are the nights in Manchester? Mm. Where, 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 like where's the what Like on Monday Where where would you go? You could probably hijack some students I don't even, I don't even Yeah I probably
0: could But I don't even know I think we're just going to go around Everywhere that we Either wanted to go Or we love Just at one night night a week God. i mean no every night in one week yeah i guess like the bar scene in manchester's great so you could it's just so
2: good i could, agree like, with that
0: you could go down different areas that's what we were thinking i
2: yeah there's always little nooks and crannies and then yeah like, oh, that's what i love the manchester i'd happily live there if i wasn't living in london i think it's a great city yeah for sure uh, yeah it reminds me a lot of melbourne um where my parents and my brother and his family live now in Australia it's like very similar I think it's the tram system you guys got oh, through
0: oh really yeah that's it's super cool. similar it does feel like a bit of a European city doesn't it because of the trams mm. because my, yeah my friend totally. came to visit from London she was like this is so novel like I feel like I'm in Prague yeah. like I'm like it's not Prague yeah
1: <laughs> Oh god, my friend was really extreme when we when I took him around Manchester because he thought that he was just going to get run over. I was like, Connor, if you are not stood on a track, you are not yeah, going to get run
2: over. Oh.
1: You are fine. <laughs> he will like, soon learn. Yeah, but he's used to the underground um, London vibes, yeah, and all that. So you mentioned your like what like your London kind of nightlife is like. How does that compare with your experiences in Perth for nightlife? <laughs>
2: I know it's a bit different because you I were mean, a student. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Well, I moved over here when I was about um, 22, I think, 22 when I was here. So I was still very much in that mode mm-hmm. going out. Um, but I think the the, the the thing that I really got used to uh, in the UK was just the fantastic pub culture. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> because just the whole and, – and I think that's just real. I mean, it kind of like shifted my emphasis – away from, like, really just wanting to always go out to a club, you know, just to dance. <laughs> that's what we always, yeah, I just want to go and dance. I mean, <laughs> not that that's great. That's that's absolutely fantastic. But it's just the pub culture here is what really got me, and I just love the fact that over, the, over like, the time there was just a nice shift in emphasis in a social, you know, in, like, a social matter. I mean, obviously, mm. you know, the alcohol is a novel thing, but just being able to sit down and chat. You know, chat about God knows what, shoot the shit type thing yeah. rather than because I always found, you know, I mean, when you're out clubbing, you're not talking to anyone, you're doing shots, you're just running around here <laughs> and there, going on a podium, I don't know, <laughs> listening to God knows what's happening, which has its time and place as well. But um, for me, I just lo- for me, I just absolutely love going to, just love going to pubs. Whether I'm doing the soda and lime thing or if I'm smashing gluten-free pints at Yes or something like that. (laughs) But the, the thing is, though, in saying that, the reason I think I did love, I love Yes so much is because it does, it actually has that perfect mix, like the first place I went to in Perth, perfect mix of pub. And then if you want to actually go upstairs and have a bit of a dance and a laugh, yeah, smash into that pink room upstairs. <laughs> and after a certain time on a Friday night, they'll
1: move the tables, so it's kind of annoying if you're sat there and you're like, "We've got a great seat," blah blah blah. But they'll move the tables and have like a dance floor downstairs. And then the DJ comes, and you're just like, "We've waited long
2: enough." It's yeah, that's time. it. That's it. Have your pizza. Have your pint. Have a dance. Oh, I yeah. like it. I we like were... it. It's nice to be able to have the option. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So would
1: you say that's your kind of like ideal night out? Yes.
2: <laughs> if I, if I, you know what, if I want a night out, you know, if I'm actually in the mood of like, yeah, let's party. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes is where I'd want to be. Oh. You know, that's it. I can't, I can't really much think of where else in London I would go into, ter- you know, in terms, in terms of doing something like that, because mostly now I just go to gigs. Yeah. But like my night out would consist of going to, you know, I don't know. See massive attack at Brixton Academy or something like that. Which, mm-hmm. or you know, going to actually see a a, a DJ that I like at um, yeah, what's that? Be- what's the actual a Fabric? That's the yeah. place that got threatened um with closure a few years back. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know, if I'm if I'm gonna go out clubbing at the moment. It's more. It, it's morely. It's more based around going to see um, a musical act.
1: Yeah, a fabric such a great venue. It's fantastic. Like, it's like mysterious. I feel like when you're walking around, you can't really see everywhere, and that just adds to like the, the mystery the of it.
2: It is the Yeah, I mean, apart from the extremely stringent security that they have. Yeah. Um, once you get past that. It's really, really great inside. It just sounds good. And I think the best thing about it, the vibe is really good because, you know, people do actually want to be there to listen to the music, to dance. Yeah. Sort of reminds me, you know. I mean, not that I was alive for the rave culture bit, but, you know, judging from videos and stuff, it's sort of it's like a place where I think people can come together because they love that type of music. No one's just there purely, you know, to go on the pool. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of people doing Mm. that, but
0: yeah, I went to Fabric once and a guy was wearing like um, like an office shirt and I was so (laughs) I was so. I felt of- really weird about it cuz i was they like have you on. have you come from work cuz this is not that kind of place not to <laughs> not, not to work, not to be um try and be like exclusive or anything or say you've got to be a certain type of person or anything like that but like i was i remember looking at him thinking like have you been in the office and then you've just thought <laughs> i'm going to go fabric yeah it's yeah.
1: quite i love <laughs> that though, like,
2: yeah
0: respect. yeah
2: respect. i really rate that i love well it's for everyone isn't it I'll yeah exactly
1: it. One memory I have is like in one of the rooms, I don't know if this is just because I've only been a couple of times, but every time I've gone, the the room on the side has like a cross through mobiles and it's like, you're not allowed to use your phones. There no recordings. And I Love remember it. just being like, oh, I wonder if I get it out. Someone would tell me off. And I remember just being like, don't do it. Don't do it. And I was like, I just want to see if anyone is actually watching. <laughs> so like, Were no. they? What happened? What was the now? No, I was too chicken. Times. I didn't do it. I just Uh, like enjoyed the music and just
0: Yeah, that's the the point though, isn't it? (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) Save (laughs) it for 2022 when it reopens, perhaps.
0: Yeah. Mm. It does feel like when you walk in though that you are part of like history because it's such an institution totally
2: oh absolutely I mean when they were um yeah there was such a big uproar about it as well a few years back when um well they've been threatened with closure so many times Yeah. yeah yeah um you know due to xyz factors but I think I think that place for me is like I mean, maybe I'm—I might be incorrect with this, but it really is like—it feels like it's really one of the last big proper, you know, dance venues, anyway, in London. Because so many of them have shut down over the years due to rising rents, redevelopment, yeah. so forth, and I think that has a, such a big impact on scenes yeah you know, like where do people go to meet then where do people just go to hang out I I, re- I read I was reading this post um that this DJ uh Errol Alkan put up um and he used to run this nightclub called Trash yeah or at least put on nights there uh, this is tra- this place called Trash I think it was in um Shoreditch or something like that and even just reading what he was saying it's like that's a scene you know it's like that's that's and that scenes are where you know the be- that's where music is created that's where groups are created that's where like a vibe is created you know that's culture and by shutting down those venues i mean you lose that you know you, all you get is these affordable luxury flats i use the term affordable luxury because in <laughs> they're not. the most sarcastic manner yeah, yeah. i, I can know. possibly but i think it's just it's great that they fought for that to stay open because you know I don't know where else you could really go if you actually just wanted to listen to mu- you know music see the world's best DJs yeah. and you know be up to 5 in the morning if that's your thing.
1: Yeah. And that's what's really kind of like there's lots of anxiety about kind of like clubs at the moment and just seeing other people like asking for um, donations to keep them like themselves alive and it's like we can't lose these institutions no way
2: no way no way there was a big one with um one of uh, one of my favorite places in London it's the Lexington I know they had to do a bunch of like crowd funds and pledges last year just to stay afloat um, and the le- have you guys been to the le- to the no. le- at all it's a great 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 venue again one of my favourite venues to play and to um, to see live music um, but it's got a pub downstairs so you know you can do the pub thing um, eat eat your pub <laughs> meals that's really important on a night out actually yeah. for me now. So I like students. having the option of eating yes you know yes. you need some chips or something to keep you <laughs> going but yeah. Um, yeah and then you can go up and you can just see amazing bands I mean you, it's just you can't lose that. Uh, like I, I, can't, I couldn't even... I I can't fathom why, I mean, I definitely can fathom because people want to make money, but I can't, you know, at what cost, at the cost of like a scene culture, places to go, young people to congregate and, you know, just have a good time. Listen to me. I think there's such a a buzz about those type of venues,
1: that that double up as kind (laughs) of like a music venue because people are like giddy that they've they've got like people to see and they're like, oh, I'm just at the bar but we're going to go upstairs and there's just kind of a bit of a a buzz around it. It's great
2: absolutely absolutely. we just can't lose that but i think more now now you know if anything of the last year now more than ever i think a lot of people are like jesus you know it's like somewhere you usually just take for granted just to you know have a pine or to have a meeting or something like that but god if that's gone what have you got you know why do you live in a city then Yeah, yeah exactly you you know, think, I think sit in your expensive apartment all day. <laughs> I we, we
0: think away. this whole period of pandemic time has um, pushed people to kind of force the government to see that these are such vital parts yes. of like culture.
2: Look, I can't. The thing is, what sickens me is like, did we really have to push you down? Yeah, exactly that was the worst part. It's like, Mm. that should just be a given.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. All of those people, they must have been young at one stage and they must have liked to go out and I don't know. I just, it's, I mean, there's always a pro and a con, isn't there? It's it's just unfortunate that people have to be like, no, 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 we really need these venues. Like We love them. That's what makes life worth living. Yeah.
1: And I kind of feel sorry for them if they didn't have those experiences and they don't know what it means because it it means a lot to so many people and for them to say like they don't really know
0: or they just say oh the theatres will open like yeah. they've only ever been to the theatre <laughs> yes. like don't get me wrong I love a musical yeah but...
2: a of- I'm with you on that one love a bit of me, but, what's but your uh, what's like your it? favorite musical uh, what was <laughs> the last one i saw you know what the best one i saw was the wizard of oz oh with my father um uh, when he came over this was like about seven years ago but the last one i saw was hamilton and this might be a bit of a controversial thing but i did i, I mean number one me and my boyfriend we were like sorry what is going on in this musical <laughs> like with the performance oh, I've not seen 10 it. out of 10 the singing was 10. Like, the actors were brilliant. I mean, not having a go at that. Mm-hmm. But just could not keep up with the storyline. I, I had to Google it. I was like, <laughs> right. Sat through the musical. What the hell went on? Like, what was it? It was an interesting, it was like, you know, it was like, it was an interesting, like, sort of retell of a historical event. But I was yeah, like. That, I feel like everyone loves that one. I've yeah, not watched I, it I've heard, I've heard loads about, about, about it. it. D- see, well, the thing is. We couldn't even, I don't even, we couldn't get (laughs) tickets for
0: months. Yeah, it was so popular. Yeah. yeah, it's like,
2: go, it cost half an arm and a leg as well to go see it. And when we went there, we were like, all right. Have, cool. you, um, have you guys
1: seen The Book of Mormon? Before? No.
2: Oh, twice. That yeah. is
1: unbelievable. I understand why people see that musical time and time again. I saw it for the first time, can't remember when, because I feel like 2020 has just knocked my sense of time
2: out. And I was just One kind of like,
1: yeah, I was like, no, classic like Sound of Music will always be my favourite, but it was fun it was amazing to like ha- actually how funny it was oh, <laughs>
2: it's like... hilarious it was absolutely well, like it's just yeah the south it's the this the creators of south park so yeah it's just yeah you can really hear their humor and um i think it's um i think it's trey parker that does a lot of the songwriting um and the composition as well it's hilarious and it's of so course good. you know it just rips on mormons it's just know
1: <laughs> it, it is a bit like oh Ooh, this is a bit yeah a bit close
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, funny. but you know, it gets a it gets a it gets a good message across in a rather humorous way. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to change I'm going to change my vote because you brought up the Book of Mormon. I totally forgot that I absolutely love that book. <laughs> I'm going to go go Book of Mormon one Wizard of Oz very close. Oh, I'd close. love to see the Wizard of Oz. Is
0: that like Wicked? Yeah. Was it oh, Wicked wait, that you saw? That's what yeah, it was. yeah. Yeah.
2: Jesus wicked. Christ.
0: That's how much I loved it. Just wrote it off as the Wizard. <laughs> yeah. of Yeah. <Oz. laughs> <laughs> I was thinking. I feel like it's Wicked. God, I didn't even. I was just like, yes, The
2: Wizard of Oz. Um, I like how both of you were like, yes, the musical Wizard of Oz. I'm I sure. Know, like I was I
0: thinking, to. I saw Wicked, and that's that story. So no, well done, G. Um, you. Got that? I'm completely song... correct on
2: that. I have no idea
0: what I'm talking about.
2: <laughs> I just kind of remember that there was this yeah, green, yeah, yeah green, green really well, and then there was a princess, and it was great.
0: Yeah, yeah, that one is incredible. I saw. I have only went, ever went to the theater like the other year for the first time, and I. I so, saw uh, *Wicked*, and then uh, like a couple of months later, I went to see *Matilda*, and that was amazing. Oh, Mat- <sighs>
2: That oh, is I love incredible. To see Matilda.
0: Yeah, the kids in that are like incredible. They
1: are so young yeah. and they're so amazing. Like you leave thinking, like, how did they just do that? How are they? What is their schedule? Do they go to school? Yeah,
2: like, I felt like that when I saw the School of Rock. I was like, oh, Jesus uh, Christ, these kids are better like than me at my instrument. Like, can we hire one of them? Like, what? Can we pull them out of school for a few months? Like, imagine a guest appearance. It's just like yeah, this little one. yeah. Oh, the kids are phenomenal. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They were, School of Rock was great, actually. That was a good one.
0: Another good one. So, oh, you go. Okay. So we chatted about your like mm-hmm. the people that you were going to that you go to see in London and and those kinds of nights out. What kind of music were you listening to, like back in the day? And were those kind of artists that you were going to see, or and yeah, is that the inspiration I mean, in, behind um, your music? In,
2: in Perth, uh, we did a lot of festivals. Yeah. Uh, when i was yeah for probably like age 18 to 21 just lots and lots and lots of festivals cuz we were into i don't know it was like the first times we were able to go out so we were listening to a lot of dance music lots of like luciana body rocks type stuff yeah. ministry of sound um but actually I, the one of my um one of my favorite festival experiences i think would still be i think it was seeing queens of the stone age um I can't remember the life of me what the festival was called, um, but it was my first time seeing Queens of the Stone Age. Um, but it was it was always that nice mix of that we we always had like you know you'd have like your rock headliners and stuff, but then you could always go into a little tent and dance in forty one degree heat, which was <laughs> always pretty fun.
1: Yeah, how is festival season in Oz? Like
2: stinking hot, man. <laughs> stinking hot. So I'm not even kidding you. Like, I remember. I remember one year, because we, we used to have these this festival called Big Day Out, so um, it would be the same festival but done in different states of okay. Australia, And but, like, it's in the height of summer. So, um, yeah, one, one, um, one year my friend, she said she went to the Adelaide one and it was, like, 45 <laughs> degrees or something. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and the worst part is that these festivals, like, there's never, I mean, there's never enough shade. A bottle of water is like, I don't know, back probably back there was like $8. And so obviously as, as uni students, you're going to prioritize spending $10 on beer rather than bloody water where you can't refill it anyway. So, yeah, it's... I mean, yeah. I, I remember one one year at this place called Southbound Festival, which is which is probably one of my favourites. It was um, so that you've got Perth in Western Australia, and then you do, uh, drive down to um, I think it was near Busselton, this little city called Busselton. and Southbound Festival. You'd camp or you'd stay at like your mates' house, which uh, which I was lucky to have right near the festival. But like I remember, like you know, so I went to the festival, had a great time. You know, I probably put like sunscreen on my face. I was like, oh, being really sun smart, excellent. And then like the, the next day, like I wake up and you know, I'm like, God, like, have I banged my head or something? Like, what's what's happened? Like, I go into like the mirror and I'm not even kidding you. I've never had this. But like my scalp oh my God. was burnt. <gasps> To a crisp, like, you know, the bits where the hairline is exposed. So like every bit of hairline that was exposed, my hairline was just ravaged to an absolute crisp. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think think the year after I was like, all right, might wear a hat.
1: Yeah. hat is essential <laughs> Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah It was oh, I mean, yeah it was, it was a great time But yeah, you're definitely Going to battle in the heat uh, Yeah, it's Because it, I know that
1: people Moan about it raining At festivals But I I would take That overheat Like I was at Glastow In 2018 When it was dead hot That one day On the Wednesday And yeah. I was like Lay under this Like little piece Of oh, shade at a tent And thank God it, it changed the rest Like the festival Wasn't that hot After that day But I just don't know how Because I've been think, I've been to festivals I I In Spain
0: Festival but, as well
1: I yeah yeah. I, yeah I went to the 2018 and graph. there's just people like lying in like patches of shade and yeah. like it, it's well, just the not 2019
0: built, one was like 30 oh degrees God. every day Oof. i i was like like a oh it, t- it takes hangover to like another level yeah. when oh, you've got to, and then like waking up in yeah. your t- and
2: you're just so dry oh, and it's the tent and I like yeah the tent. and you've
0: got you've only had like a few hours sleep and you've got to get up for the day again and and you're just like I can't physically stay in my tent anymore yeah. like I've got yeah, to go, yeah, I've got yeah, to go yeah. outside like, and then
2: you open it you're like <gasps> yeah, <nasty laughs> yeah. <free. laughs> and
1: that's why I kind of like it when it's just muddy because I think when a festival's muddy the, the, the aesthetic no one cares anymore it's just kind of like oh i'm muddy
0: so i can just do what i want and i just yeah her. but sometimes Glastow's is like the river nile like yes.
2: it's i uh, know i've seen I, tents I've floating I've seen around it's like from the 90s and like back on the day it's just like oh, oh I I got, yeah. I've got a
1: horrible yeah. story about the mud well i won't say my friend's name but she got stuck in the mud and oh. at Glasgow and she pulled her <laughs> let her like leg out that fact that she like broke her ankle <laughs> Oh yeah. God. Oh my yeah. God. And she literally couldn't like go back to work for like seven months or something ridiculous.
0: <laughs> <sighs> How oh bad is God. that? So you wouldn't take that over like <laughs> no. hot heat? Would so you? I take yeah, everything right. just just the thirty <laughs> degrees and <then>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually,
2: I forgot about that. It's saying that. I got a I got a mud story. It's not mine, but it's my friend's mud story. That's <laughs> It's a great one. I love this one. So. They're um, they're at Gloucester. It's absolutely pissing down with rain. And, yeah, obviously, like, on the bottom of, like, a hill, there'll just be, like, a mud cesspool. So, anyway, everyone's having a great time. And then after a while they, like, notice that, like, there's this guy obviously really drunk and he's, like, threatening to jump in to the mud. But she's like, oh, but his friends are like, please don't do it. Please, like, don't. Please don't jump into the mud. He's like, no, I'm going to do it. (laughs) Anyway, dives into the mud. And everyone's like, oh, you know, he'll resurface and just be covered in mud and it'll be a laugh. No, doesn't resurface, <gasps> doesn't resurface, doesn't resurface. And, like, after, like, you know, I mean, it's probably oh, really like a time span of, like, 20 seconds, but still. yeah, no yeah. one in breath in under mud for 20 seconds. <gasps> anyway, just when people are like, right, he's dead, he comes back <laughs> up holding, like, a carton of, like, beer or something. <laughs> like, just like a carton. He's just like, yes! <laughs> It! And everyone's like, whoa! <laughs> oh, my God. That's like so somehow, scary. like, the, the beer is like, ended up in the mud. And he's like, no, nah, no way I'm letting that go. So <laughs> I haven't got the beer. Priorities. Yeah, absolute legend. <laughs> that's Ronda. so scary,
0: though, that, like, waiting time. Like, no one's That's like anything. something out of a movie, yeah. like an American movie where someone, oh, like, jumps into job, a man. pool and everyone cheers or something.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're
1: we, we that, right
2: that do you go? Go? In Australia, it's just dry arid and um yeah well
1: i thought because we were talking about glass we could talk about kind of lost bit tours and if there's any cities that are like stand out in terms of nightlife for you
2: oh you know what um i would say i love I, I love amsterdam for that i really really enjoy going out in amsterdam um just the it's even just walking around i think is really great. I love that. You can, you know, yes. just have your have your beers on the street and the vibe of the streets. Yeah. You know, people pouring out. Um i think i think amsterdam would have to be one of my favorites. We've played amsterdam a few times as well. Hopefully, we will in the in the new year as well. Um but paris as well. We love a bit of France. Mm. But i mean, the thing is i think with um a lot of the times because, you know, you're so tired and so forth, a lot of the times we just end up, you know, if the venue stays open afterwards, we'd probably just keep partying at the venue. that turns into like a little bit of a dance floor or nice. a night type thing. Um, but we, we did a lot of touring in 2019. So we, we were um, we did some tours with uh, the Murlocs um, in the EU. So we had a lot of re- really, really great nights with them
1: oh wow what Um, are they like to go out with oh great yeah
2: solid gold Aussie guy yeah because they they have
1: that vibe that comes across but it's like I remember yeah I saw like we I saw the Merlots years ago and my friend saw um Ambrose on the dance floor and he's like oh my god I met I met Ambrose he's on the dance floor and I was like oh that's so cute
2: (laughs) he's so cute Blessed. Well, yeah. I mean, they. Um, we we got to hang with them quite a few times, which was nice. But mostly, uh, I'd say mostly when not when I'm touring. Anyway, we don't. It's it can be hard. It can be hard to fit in like a night out in, especially if you're mm. doing it over and over and over and over again. We uh, we managed to have some pretty fun nights out with uh, Mac DeMarco and his gang. Um, in uh, well, when we we toured with them in at the end of 2019 actually we we did a bunch of dates with them um in the uk and then we went to istanbul with them actually i'll have to send you this video because it was like a fantastic comparison video that we have so istanbul the istanbul date was like our last date on that tour um and obviously you know we the mac demarco and like uh his band and the whole team were just so lovely and like they're they like they like a bit of a drink as well <laughs> um so yeah it was really really fun to go out you know to hang out and go out with them but um then obviously when when we were going to Istanbul, like, everyone was, like, on the last of their legs. Like, I had lost my voice, Of even though I'm, I'm not even singing. <laughs> I still managed to lose it. And there's this, like, there's this video that Josie, our bass player, is taken on the plane. And, like, she's like, so, like, where are we going? And I'm like, oh, we're going to Turkey. And then, like, phone flips to Agostina. You can just see Agostina's so done with life. She's just, like, clashing, on like, to life on the plane, doing like, oh, yeah, like, oh, <laughs> (laughs) We're going to Turkey. And then that was a story she'd put up. And then the next story just cuts to us in some club. Like I can see as like jumping, sculling beer. The marker was there like raving and pulling these shapes. There's like we went to this club in Turkey after we all went out to dinner and every time someone would order like a bottle of champagne or like a bottle of something, there were these flares that would just <laughs> oh. come out. They would just be like, <laughs> oh. and everyone was just like, yeah. <laughs> I think that's actually probably. I mean, that was actually probably our last like big night out before we uh, couldn't have any more big nights out. But it was a good way to go out. That reminds me of just being
1: on like a holiday and it's like the last night out, but you've kind of had enough of drinking every day. But you're like, oh yeah, just... and then them. <laughs> Nights the are always like no the effect. biggest because yeah. you're kind of like trying to get over a hangover, and then you're like, right, let's enjoy the night. But well, See one thing I did mind.
2: enjoy about I, I enjoy about Turkish nightclubs is that they they, they quite often have like cut fruit. For you to enjoy at your table. I loved that. They had that at this club. It's like, oh, enjoy a slice of apple with your tequila shot <laughs> and FS beer. Um, That's quite a healthy messaging to yeah, support. Yeah, some vitamins. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, well, absolutely. And it makes you feel so much better in the morning. <laughs> it really does. They got it right.
1: Oh, that's so funny because I feel like Matt DeMarco, when you when he's on stage, like he is kind of a showman, but also like a silly one. So I've always wondered if he's like that kind of like off stage as well, which it seems yeah, like
2: <laughs> he is. He is a bit. He's a but he's just, he's a lovely man. He's just a lovely man, and him and all of his team and his band. Just 10 out of 10 lovely human beings. Very yes. accommodating to us. Yeah.
1: So in terms of like your band, um, are you all, would you all say that you're friends, like you go out kind of together when you're not gigging? Like,
2: Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's um, that's one thing I just love about Los Bichos. Uh, we're friends first. And yeah, we just, we're all in like the, we're all in like the same friendship group as well. Yeah. Which is really lovely. Um, But yeah, it's like, it's like just being in the band with your sisters, but like sisters that you get on with.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds
2: like a dream. How did you all meet? So I met Agustina through our um, our old guitarist, Carolina. So I met her through her and she joined the band Um not playing an instrument, which was interesting. So we were like, oh, "All right, well, we've got to figure out something." <laughs> She's just got the triangle, like. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we were like, "All right, well, we'd love." I mean, I I didn't really know her at the time, but at the time, I was just like, "Whatever, let her join." I don't care. <laughs> Great. You know, the more the merrier type thing. So, um, yeah, she ended up joining. But I was like, all right well, what can we what can we teach her?" And then uh, the guitar is pretty um, is pretty is like a pretty important in cumbia bands which i had no idea of i thought keytar was just um i thought keytar was just like a joke instrument from the 80s but nah like totally legitimate (laughs) um in uh, in south american cumbia music so i was like right why don't you just play the keytar then and she was like okay so um yeah she'd rock up to my house like weekly or like a couple of bunches of times a week to um to like learn the guitar oh, and yeah. yeah and she had to learn it quite quickly as well because i um i had it we had like no band like it was it, at the time it was like three of us and we we had no band at the time like you know we had like no drummer nothing we just had like a couple a few demos and uh we accepted a slot <laughs> an opening slot to open for this band called the parrot um they're a spanish band uh they they yeah they had some records out on uh, heavenly recordings they're they're a great band. So, but yeah, their manager got in touch with us and was like, "Oh, do you want do you fancy um do you fancy opening up?" And I was and I was like, "Yep." And then, <laughs> straight like, away I, I remember at the time the girls well, Agata was like, "Right, uh I, I don't really know the songs. I'm only just like learning this, you know, the actual name like the name of the notes and stuff." <laughs> so, like I gave her this crash course in uh key in keyboard in like <laughs> three weeks or something Uh, and yeah we we got a bunch of our friends together Um, so uh, yeah George who used to play like he used to play in some bands that we knew and um, my dear friends Harry Deacon and Matthias Butt, who I used to play with in Kid Wave, um, which was the band I used to drum for. So, yeah, we we pulled it off somehow and, yeah, we did this gig and then um, for the next few months we didn't really have um, a solid – Lineup. We didn't have Josie and Nick. We were just asking our friends um, who would very kindly step in, learn the songs extremely quickly, go on stage with very few rehearsals. Um, but I don't know, like back of those, it, it, it was still really fun though. Like we didn't really care if someone like plays a bum note here. I, I mean, I could barely play lead guitar myself, <laughs> you know. So that was, it was just, I don't know, those rogue gigs were really, really fun uh, even though maybe to the audience it did sound as good as it does <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I, I, I'd known I think it was by that I think like 2018 was rolling in And we were starting to get a lot busier Because, you know, the gigs When we first started They were quite intermittent. They weren't regular like they are now. We didn't have a booking agent. Uh, we didn't have a manager, you know, we were just doing everything ourselves. But then once we started to get busier, we were like, man, I can't deal with the stress of like trying to scramble around, trying to find someone to learn the parts, me having to, you know, it's yeah. like, yeah. it's want someone who's in there knows it. Um, so I'd known Josie for quite a while through, um, a friend of mine, Leah, who I used to be in a who I used to be in the band Kid Wave with. Um, And, yeah, Josie was playing in this punk band called the MVPs, and I'd seen them many, many a times. And apart from just loving Josie as a person, she is an excellent, excellent bass player. Um, So she was just our first choice, Uh, really. I I don't think we even asked anyone else to... (laughs) to play bass and yeah Josie uh, being the absolute legend she is she was like yeah I'm up for it absolutely because I think her project with the MVPs at the time was wrapping up and um, yeah we ended up putting like an open call out on Facebook (laughs) to find a drummer we're like right anyone know any drummers like someone God help us and then yeah Nick Crawshaw came into our lives and um, yeah I I remember she came to our old rehearsal studio Uh, we just played along to some tracks it was just me and her she bought me a gingerbread man. Which, nice. I mean, that's always a good start, yeah. isn't it? Uh, it really, uh, I still Seal remember that gingerbread man. And I was like, I like you. I like you a lot. Yeah. You're hired. Yeah. You've got the job. You've not even played yet, but you're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't play another note. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. So so um we, we just got the girls together in that way really and um just started to play gigs and yeah, the chemistry was just really, really there on stage and off stage. Um but and yeah, here we are today still uh yeah, playing with them. It's great. Oh, couldn't, great. couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happy. They're absolute gems of ladies. I think it was Augustina
1: who described your guys' sound in a Skittle 60 seconds that we did earlier in the year as Caribbean, <laughs> yeah. and this has always been my favorite ever artist <laughs> description of like their own sound, Caribbean cruise, Sims, <laughs> an elevator.
2: <laughs> and we were like, Augustina <laughs> always comes up with the best classic lines. Her bu- her use of buzzwords is brilliant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how was it like
1: finding that sound? Like, do you, did it you wasn't. Want- an- it was a complete accident.
2: I mean, all, all I had to go off was, cause I, I'd never really listened to Cumbia before I started this project. Um, so all I had to go off was just trying to kind of copy the, um, the styles that I'd heard on this compilation called the root, the roots of Chicha, which is a Peruvian Cumbia compilation. It's, it's, it's amazing. So I had that, so I had like that to listen to. Um, but then obviously I have sounds on the guitar that I like and I have a certain production style that I really like, which really falls into the nineteen. 80 to 19, possibly even like 1996 category. I just love a deep chorus um, sound on a guitar. I love like a big stadium rock sound. I love shoegaze music, um, and I love you know I love grunge. I love all of those things. I love dance music. So it was really just about finding what um, finding what elements worked for that style of music that we we decided to start playing, and then um, just. Putting my own bits of production that I just love to hear into it. And I th- that's, I think that's how we've come up with what we've come up. But it's like, you know, you never set out, you never set out to sound like, you know, Cumbia Elevator, Sims, <laughs>
0: Caribbean. <laughs> I think it's those, The Sims, mind. It's but, the Sims. Um, I love
2: that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, but I mean, I love that as well. Cause, you know, who doesn't bloody love The Sims? Yeah. Exactly. Laugh and a half of a video game. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah. It's, it's never intentional. It's just what happens. It's just what happens when you just lay those notes down on your demo, what you want it to sound like. Um, and then obviously our sound... From the, you know, starting from the earlier days, our sound has really changed a lot once we actually started going (laughs) into like proper recording studios and working with engineers and producers that knew what they were doing rather than me working my magic on Ableton at home, (laughs) (laughs)
0: which has its own style as well. I'm not putting myself (laughs) down (laughs) When you describe your sound with like the 80s to 96 and stadiums and stuff, is there any like particular artists that are inspiring towards that sound?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, in terms of guitar sound, I love Eddie Van Halen's guitar tone. I love what Robin Guthrie, uh, Simon Raymond and Elizabeth Fraser did with the Cocteau Twins. I think their productions are fantastic. Um, Lush, I absolutely love their production as well. Uh, particularly the the album where Robin Guthrie from the Cocteau Twins produced um, one of their albums, I think that's just fantastic. Um, but yeah, I, I'm also really really into like that '90s piano sound. You know, you know, right on time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause you're right on time yeah. time time. I'm so into that piano. Oh, God, I love it. It's like MIDI Casio keyboard or something. Oh, beautiful. Um, but, yeah, I'm just, I mean, just all of those ones, Simple Minds. I love the Go-Go's. I'm yeah. like, I, th- I just saw they were nominated um for uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so I've, like, gotten straight back into them. And, yeah, obviously, yeah. one of my favourite things at the moment, who's 7-inch I just bought, um the early 80s Madonna. If you haven't listened to the synth sounds and the productions on that, please do it because it's just—it just makes me so happy. Oh, and Kylie Minogue. Ah, could you forget? (laughs) Pretty much anything that Stock Aitken and Waterman did in like the nineties. You know they like those like proper like you spin me. Um, you spin yeah. me like dead or alive or something I just think the progr- that the 80s programming for me is just so amazing and I, I, do, I do take a lot from that because everything's just like on a loop it's just like a sequence so it's yeah. just on a loop it just happens again you program it to come into this bit then it happens again and then it might happen again it's just it's brilliant do um, you ever
0: watch those old episodes of Top and the Pops on like BBC4 big four? time yeah love I love, love pop, watching those oh. love them when they've just And then they've got, like, the mics coming from the ceiling and they're just like... Yeah. Bring it back, man. What, oh, honestly, oh, I think God. TV's just crying out
2: for... Why well, would
1: they leave Top of the Pops? Top of the Pops was great. Friday I think, night.
2: I, well, I guess the way people access music now is very different. I suppose yeah. that's just it, isn't it? But I love that stuff. I, I mean, But, yeah, everyone's just on YouTube now, aren't they? It's just.
1: I actually saw Top of the Pops that. live once what? when I was younger at wow. Manchester. And guess who was performing? Who? Kylie Minogue. Oh. Oh really? Yeah! Yes. Oh
2: my God! She what sang was, that. What, la, what she oh yeah!
0: La,
1: la, 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 and she had the big, like the kind of. It was like a hood, wasn't it? This like white. Oh was, yeah, oh, yeah. With that the dancers, was
2: absolute fire. I must yes, have been. I don't know
1: how young I was at the time, but it was when like Top of the Pops, had, like just it was like coming to an end. And yeah. I think it started in Manchester or something. So they did like a concert to be like. And wow. what a way to
2: end it with Miss Kylie Minogue. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw her at Glasgow, but that was like obviously amazing. <gasps> Oh,
2: did you? Oh, yeah, the nice, last glasto.
0: Was... Oh, oh man, that's
2: right. I saw that on TV. Yeah. I would have just yeah. killed to of... have. <laughs> I just want to play synthesizer. So one thing I'd really like to achieve before I die is I would like to play the synth line on I um I should be so lucky. Oh <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much it just brings me so much happiness. I just love to fi- I just love to meet her. Yeah. Oh. She's Love a- you, Kylie. Yeah listening. <laughs> Shout <laughs> out if you're listening.
1: <laughs> Please. <laughs> I hope she is I mean that would be great cred
2: for us oh my god yeah Yeah, let's let's tweet her out and see if her management replies
0: yeah (laughs) yes cut that audio clip out
2: let's tag her I've learned how to do that now
0: (laughs) we'll get to her
2: somehow one day but uh, yeah all of the all of those elements um, I just it's just you always end up copying or trying to emulate the stuff that you like yeah good inspiration that's just what I tried to do I just know what tone I'd like to listen to on a guitar and just got myself a chorus pedal and just did that
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) so I guess at this point it would be a good time to talk about like what you're working on at the moment what's happening with your tours all of that so
2: yeah mostly we're just really gearing up for our upcoming debut album really and putting the finishing touches on that which we will soon be Officially announcing. Oh, amazing. Wow. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's been great really because I've been able to just really do a lot more riding, which I wasn't able to do before because of constantly being away. Mm. And, you know, when you're home, you just kind of want to be at home, uh, you know, or <laughs> you know don't necessarily feel too inspired if you have to you know come off tour maybe go back to work a little bit and then you know you just want to come home and wind down a little bit so so it's you passionate. found it easy
1: being creative in this time
2: yeah which has been great I mean yeah. I'm not talking every single day I'm not one of those people who's like oh I've just achieved <laughs> so much today No, absolutely I've up since not. yeah yeah <laughs> nah that's not been the case at all but it has been really it's just been really really nice to be able to to um, know that we've got, you know, a body of work that we can release quite quickly after um, uh, album comes out because you know there's always that there's always like the pressure of like oh god we don't have enough songs right mm-hmm. every album comes out right then I'll you sort the of, like, have to take you have to quickly write something for album number two and if you're rushing things maybe it won't be as good and there can be a whole bunch of issues that come out with that you know but uh, we're, we're just gearing up really now to, um, to relaunch um, yeah for the new year and just get rehearsing and work on new stuff and just love life oh that's that's lovely. That's uh, all we want to do. We just want to have a good time. And then you've got your tour to look forward to. Um, yeah, yeah. We've got some dates coming up in September, um, but I think our proper tour will probably come Uh next year probably early next year i'd say oh
1: it feels so promising to be able to be like yes like think we, we finally got kind of dates that we know that we're all working towards to like get back to normality it's just yeah a, breath it's of
2: a light at the end of the tunnel yeah it really is it's nice to have that because last year we just didn't really know it was a bit of a limbo i mean we we were actually meant to be on tour now um but obviously, Dad. here, at, here <laughs> I am. At yeah. It's me. Yeah. Life had other plans. Exactly. Um, yeah. No, we're, look, we're, we're just going to be rehearsing, maybe rehearse some new material, write new material. Just keep doing, just keep being occupied and enjoy creating music and enjoying playing music. That's what it's all about, is
0: it Yeah. Well, we look forward to yes. hearing it and also coming to see you in Manchester. Ooh, we'll get some pizzas, yes. gluten free beer. Oh, yes.
2: So keen for that yeah. huh. I honestly I can't I think we're in the base. I think we're doing this one in the basement, basement room. The basement's cool though cuz it's like it feels dead intimate down there like
1: cuz everyone's squished in.
2: We like have it. we have played there before actually in the basement. Um I can't remember what. I think it was just like some random one-off gig or something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it was a good time. I do remember that cuz I'd gone out um I'd gone out the night before with the um the girls from pins do you, I mean oh yeah well, don't I mean I listen to them well I was um I was I was lucky enough to tour with them um, a few years back I was like playing drums oh sick playing drums with them and 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 their other drummer Abby um but yeah I'd, I'd gone on a big I think I'd played I'd filled in for some like festival or something the night before and then um yeah I went out I ended up going out with um Lois and yeah <laughs> so a lot and fragile Oh, I was struggling so badly oh. the day afterwards. But the thing is, though, Lois actually stayed out later than me. And, like, <laughs> I see her at the gig and she's fine. Some people are weird she's, like that. I don't man. understand that, man. <laughs> I'm just like, how are you okay? She's like, oh, I'm just a bit tired. I was like, how? What do you mean? <laughs> I'm like,
0: I'm in bits. Yeah. I need therapy. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that next time yeah. I'm feeling hungry. I'm going to oh, I I'm need nervous therapy. I'm yeah, nervous about getting back out. I, I need
2: a <laughs> (laughs) Um, yeah
0: Yeah. I'm nervous
2: about the hangovers to be honest uh, oh the hang do you know what though what I and I wish I'd just followed this simple advice (laughs) you've got to make sure that you're backing yourself up with the like with the soda water or just some sort of water and I don't know why I was just never doing this for like 10 years it sounds that simple now (laughs) it's so simple and honestly you'd you feel better, you have a better night out and you don't feel like death on wheels the next yeah, morning. They yeah. should just serve a glass of water like
1: with an with alcoholic drink, drink.
2: <laughs> and just be like "Yeah." There you go. the thing is though, yeah, if the onus is on you, you're just like, All right, beer good. Yeah. That's great. No,
0: but you have to go the sparkling water and lime. Oh, really yes. I'm amazing. actually a um, vodka, lime and soda, but fresh lime gal. Because I think that the fresh of the lime mm. actually helps. Do you know that's called a skinny bitch? Is it?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. You are. Is it skinny bitch no, I bow. don't feel like
0: one when I'm like getting like a pizza on the way home. Though. Yeah. <laughs>
2: that's the way to do <laughs> kind it. Kind
0: of though. contradicts the <laughs> drink. <laughs>
2: That's <laughs> no, all right. All those calories you saved on the drink, you can just waste on the people. Yeah, a win win. Shall we ask our question? Yeah, yeah. Right. We have a final
1: question to give you that we ask all our guests. It's a big one. Ooh, right. um, <laughs> so, if you could go out anywhere with anyone right now, who would it be? It could be I'm dead where? or
2: alive. Oh, yeah. And where? I always oh, dead or question. alive? <laughs> if I could go anywhere, you know what? I would actually go. I'd go with my mum and I'd go and try out this place in Japan that I really want to go to because we were meant to go to Japan together last year, Um, but obviously that didn't happen. (laughs) But if I could, I'd go to Japan with my mum and I would visit this little sushi place that was featured on the Netflix documentary Jiro Dreams of Sushi. It's this, like, miniature sushi bar, like, underneath some sort of station in I think it's in Tokyo and it's this guy who works like seven days a week like he just lives to serve sushi amazing sushi yeah wow. it's and like you know like Barack Obama's eaten there like loads of like famous people want to eat there because you can't get in because there are only seats about 10 people oh. and you have to book you know however many months in advance um and yeah and oh, that's I was going to go there with my mum. So I'll give this one to my beautiful mum.
0: Oh, oh, that's lovely. That's such a nice yeah. way to end the. That is. I know. Very sweet of me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining yeah, the podcast. Thank you. It's been great. I feel like we could chat for another forever. hour, to be honest. Yeah, me too.
0: Really <laughs> we'll save
1: nice. it for yes. <laughs>
2: yeah, we'll yeah. save it for yes. Oh, absolutely. Well, um, let us know. Yeah, and we'll chuck you ladies on the list. Oh, well, wow. I've actually already got
1: tickets oh, so, did you yeah oh, we'll give you a shot
0: of tequila oh i'd take that
2: Woo. There you
0: go. <laughs> okay. yeah we look forward to seeing you thanks yes. so much oh we can't wait to see you guys see as well. You guys. well thank you for having me that's all right thank you bye bye, bye. <laughs> thank you for listening to the going out podcast with skiddle don't forget to like rate and subscribe wherever you hear this podcast thank you